Ladies and gentlemen, live from the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California, Ring Talk, your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Yes, sir. Happy days are here again. Ring Talk on Sports Byline is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization and ringtalk.com. A man's got to fight for what he wants. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history. Hey, mister. Just take a fellow American to a meal. Ladies and gentlemen. I expose people to magic. I expose them to something they're never otherwise going to see in their boring, normal lives. And I gave that to them. Pedro Fernandez. How does that sound to you? Sounds okay. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into the world of mixed martial arts. Yes, my name is Pedro Fernandez. I am the reigning, the defending, undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airwaves, having defended that title now for better than 29 years. And straight up today, we talk about, is this legal? I'm talking about the conception of the UFC and pay-per-view. Let's bring it back to 1993. The UFC, hey, nobody even knew what it was, the ultimate fighting championship. But one man had this vision. And he put on a tournament in Denver, Colorado's UFC 1. It finally made it to pay-per-view. The man to put this all together, Art Davey, will be here. We'll talk about his book, and it's hot. We'll talk about, is this legal? Because they didn't know. Seriously. They'll talk about, of course, how they got the fights insured and how the fights weren't on until like an hour and a half or 45 minutes before like the first bell went off. So straight up, it was up in the air until the end and straight up. My man, Art Davey, delivered. And, of course, the UFC now a billion-dollar industry. And we'll talk with Mr. Davey. And wonder if he had the forethought to think that this would become a billion-dollar franchise. I mean, because the UFC is is almost like the NFL. I'm telling you, it's getting up there. I don't mean it's not as big as the NFL, but it's getting there. As far as value is concerned, people laughed early on, of course, uh, when Dana White lost $35 bucks. But, man, he's turned it around. After the Ultimate Fighter was at 2005, 2006, the UFC has been it. Been on top, been hot. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We're talking UFC 177, the next pay-per-view. TJ Dillashaw, Renan Braille, August 30th, 2014. Sleep Train Arena, Sacramento, California, live on pay-per-view. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Download the iHeartRadio app and take Ring Talk anywhere you go. At last, Nexium, the purple pill, is available without a prescription for frequent heartburn. See those women drinking their iced mocha whatevers? Now they have Nexium-level protection. That guy struggling to text and eat soup at the same time? Him too. Introducing Nexium 24-Hour, the protection of the number one prescribed acid-blocking brand, just without the prescription. New Nexium 24-Hour, Nexium-level protection, now in the heartburn aisle. May take one to four days. This Use is directed part- to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. My joints used to kill me. I'd wake up with stiff knees and a stiff back, and it wouldn't get much better throughout the day. I went to doctors and took almost every supplement you can think of, and nothing seemed to help. Then I found something called Oil Can Joint Lubricant. They use only top-of-the-line, all-natural ingredients, and I know many companies make similar claims, but here's the big difference. Oil can ingredients are scientifically formulated to work together faster than anything else in the marketplace. That's guaranteed. I take oil can every day. My knee pain was gone in just a few days. So if you have knee pain... 
back pain and you've tried everything, try oil can joint lubricant risk-free right now. I'm confident you'll have fewer aches and pains within days or we will gladly refund your money. Call right now. 800-989-1795-800-989-1795-800-989-1795. Today, investors need to secure and protect their life savings. With government spending out of control, they continue to print money to cover the ever-increasing debt, which decreases the value of the dollar and promotes inflation. American Bullion offers a hassle-free opportunity to transfer any portion of your existing IRA or previous 401k to a gold IRA for your protection. Take advantage of the lower gold prices today and enjoy the long-term security and hedge against inflation that gold and silver can provide in an IRA. Thousands of others have trusted American Bullion to transfer their IRAs into gold. And you can too. Call American Bullion today and discover the stability, protection, and peace of mind that a gold IRA can bring. Call American Bullion today at 800-576-1046 for a free consultation and receive their free IRA rollover guide, which offers the best information on gold IRAs. Keep your life savings safe and sound when you can. Call 800-576-1046. That's 800-576-1046 for your free gold IRA guide. Nick Bonsanto here inviting you to join me on the Nick Bonsanto Show weekdays, 3 to 6 Pacific, 6 to 9 Eastern, right here on Sports Byline. We'll talk about sports and, well, anything that's even closely related to sports. We'll do it all live from Las Vegas each and every day. We invite you in. Hope you will join us. We're the show that's bigger, bolder, and better. It's the Nick Bonsanto Show weekdays, 3 to 6 Pacific, 6 to 9 Eastern, on the Sports Byline USA Network. Ladies and gentlemen, referee Herb Dean has called a stop to this contest at 2 minutes, 26 seconds of round number 5. Declaring the winner by TKO, and now the new undisputed UFC bantamweight champion of the world, TJ. the greatest performance I've ever seen in my what what does that mean to you when you hear the new bantamweight champion of the world TJ Dillashaw what is going through your mind right now oh man I've dreamed it for so long and it's just it's unbelievable man it's the greatest feeling in the world and all you have to do is believe baby believe you're the best in the world and you'll get here I've been looking up to the guy I got I felt respect to get in the cage against him you know he's the best in the world and that's what brought it out of me. You know, it's what brought the best out of me because I knew I was fighting the best. I had to bring my A game to be the champion of the world. And it happened, baby. Calvers County, Angels Camp, Sacramento. I love you guys. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Little Harmony here. The boys. Tower of Power. Tower of Power. Soul band doing soul music now 45 plus years. Check it out. I do some work for Tower of Power on the website, towerofpower.com, the message board. Pedro, like, talks about the song of the month and, you know, concert tours and all that kind of good stuff. They just came off the road with Journey and the Steve Miller Band, a three-month tour coast-to-coast. Man, these guys are getting up there in age. I couldn't do it when I was in my 20s, let alone doing it when I'm in my 60s. Bottom line is, August the 30th, USC going down in Sacramento, California, folks. And, of course, I've talked about the history of this arena. Originally, initially, when it was the old arena, 
the old Arco Arena, Tony the Tiger Lopez, now a Sacramento bail bondsman, but uh, he was the world 130-pound champion, the world IBF 130-pound champion. So he sold out the, the old Arco Arena. Then they built the new Arco Arena, and he sold that place out. And he had a record gate there, I think, with, that topped the Muhammad Ali-Ken Norton fight as far as making money was concerned. And it wasn't broken until like 2001, and it stood for like four, five, six, seven years. But it didn't go down until 2001, of course, when Oscar De La Hoya and Shane Mosley hooked it up for the World Welterweight Championship down at the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. So it held a record. It broke Ali's record. Tony Lopez was making money. It was a house that Tony built. Then Tony retired. Then Uriah Faber came along. He, he was the world extreme cage fighting champion of the MMA world. Of course, the world extreme cage fighting having been bought up by the UFC. The UFC now owns the world extreme cage fighting, the pride fighting championships, uh, the strike force fight, the strike force MMA world. I mean, they've got it all going on as far as buying up all the hot talents concerned. The only talent left really is with Bellator. And I keep trying to get Scott, uh, Scott Coker, who is the now the CEO at Bellator. I keep trying to get Scott on the air and, He's got to get clearance through Viacom because Viacom, of course, owns uh, Bellator. Bellator having recently fired Bojorn Rebney, and he, of course, was Sugar Ray Leonard's former boxing partner when they were in the boxing business back in the 1980s. But Bajoran Rebney, not the guy I want living next door to me, and that's a, another story for another day. But Bajoran's out. Scott's in. I can't get a hold of Scott. Let's go back to August 30th. T.J. Dillashaw, what is he now? 13-2, and two, uh, the world bantamweight, 135-pound champion. <laughs> yeah, he can beat every bantamweight in the world, including Ronda Rousey, I think. Uh, and he's taking on Renan Brill, the former champion, hadn't lost a fight since 2008. He's 32-2 now. And he jumps right back into a rematch, which is bad. It's bad. It's, it just, listen, the body language that Brill was displaying from the first round on, like, I'm not in this. I'm just going to try to survive. And he survived up until the fifth round because he lost every round going. He was just getting beat up. I mean, getting pounded on like like salt. Getting pounded up. Boom, 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 boom. Blows to the head. Blows to the body. I mean, T.J. Dillashaw was mixing up boxing, some nice kicks. He was doing it all. He was doing a number, an MMA number on the, the Brazilian sensation who hadn't lost a since like 2008. So he was like, he's an iconic fighter, 32-1 and one going into this fight. I mean, no doubt about it, a huge betting favorite. But Dillashaw wouldn't have none of that. He just wouldn't have it. The teammate, of course, of Uriah Faber, the aforementioned California kid, the aforementioned uh, the, the uh, World Extreme Cage Fighting Champion, of course, now ranked at 135 pounds in the UFC. And should this fight go T.J. Dillashaw's way on August 30th to the Sleep Train Arena in Sacramento, California, on pay-per-view, UFC 177, should the fight go his way and he beat Renan Braille, the Brazilian legend, not once but twice, the fight is going to be, it's going to be, Uriah Faber against his teammate, T.J. Dillashaw. Now, people say, ah, you know, that's not too cool. But you know what? Money. Money, and there's two best guys out there, and they can sell the joint out in Sacramento. They can sell the Arco Arena out in a minute, I mean, on their own, let alone together. Okay, they should probably put this fight in some outdoor stadium. But the only outdoor stadium in the Sacramento area, I was told, only holds about 25. And that's only about 7,000 more than the Arco Arena holds are the the Sleep Train Arena holds, so it probably wouldn't be uh, prosperous for the people at the Sleep Train Arena to put this outside. But they want the fight, and of course, if it happens, it's going to be huge for Sacramento, huge for the UFC, and right now, that's a toss-up fight. Of course, T.J. Dillashaw, a slight favorite in my book over in Ombreo, August the 30th, on pay-per-view. The co-feature will be Demetrius Johnson defending the World 125-pound championship against 
Chris Caruso, and of course Demetrius Johnson. They call him Superfly because he fights at 125. Some chicks are on the card. Beth Correa is on the card, taking on Shayna Breesler and uh, Tony Ferguson's on the card. There's some pretty good fighters on the card. You know, I mean, it'll be a great card as far as Sacramento's concerned because T.J. Dillashaw's on it. Let me tell you, all they have to do is put the T.J. Dillashaw fight on, and everybody will still sell the arena out. It did this would. Wouldn't need the other stuff. Don't need an undercard. This is the fight, folks. The biggest upset in a long time as far as the UFC is concerned and MMA's, MMA is concerned. You heard Joe Rogan talk about it. It was one of the most complete ass kickings I've ever seen in the world of MMA. Destroying a legend. Renan Barreiro did T.J. Dillashaw. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Is this legal? Is this legal? No, not the Tower of Power. Tower of Power and you're still a young man here. But... The MMA world, they were thinking back in 1993, is this legal? Art Davey wrote the book, Art Davey's next up on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're tuned to Ring Talk on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the iHeartRadio Network, and, of course, the American Forces Network. Download the iHeartRadio app and take Ring Talk anywhere you go. And don't forget, Emilio Castillo on Ring Talk, Saturday, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand-name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand-name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. 
This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. A 14 by 21 foot shop for under 6000 or a 50 by 100 for under 30000 You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet under $30,000. Manufacturer if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for 129000 You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. Call 800 800-965-1298. 800-965-1298. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. The great Darlene Love coming to the city by the bay, San Francisco, California, Sigma Stern Grove. Later this month, I'll get the exact date before the show closes, but the bottom line is Rock and Roll Hall of Famer and, man, one of my favorite singers, me and my dad, back in the day, used to listen to Darlene Love when she used to record for... Bill Spector. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look at the world of mixed martial arts. This hour, of course, we are Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. Pacific time right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the iHeartRadio Network, and of course, the American Forces Network. Now, I'm excited about my next guest because he's a guy that started it all. The credit him was starting it all. In fact, he's got a book out. It's called Is This Legal? And you would think this is some, some, some vice or something like that. He's talking about the UFC. The author is the great Art Davey. Art, welcome to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, sir. Hey, Pedro, it's great to be here on Ring Talk. A real pleasure. Well, lovely. Uh, great to have you. Now, uh, when, did this, when did you first get involved in, in combat sports, be it wrestling or boxing or whatever? How did you get your start? Well, I love to tell the story, and it's in the book, that I got my butt kicked when I was a uh, teenager training for the Golden Gloves, and it was a wrestler who took me down and made me say uncle. So early on, I, um, I was introduced to the issue of how does a boxer do against a wrestler? Hmm, interesting, of course. Having won a, a few Golden Glove fights myself, uh, wrestling is a different game. It's a ground game. Of course, it's the UFC, the, it's called street fighting or, or dirty boxing in a lot of people's mind. But how did, it, how did the concept come to the point where you, you envision this in your mind? And because the actual... When you look at the Horace Gracie days, I mean, Horace wasn't in the striking. He was in the, the submitting guys, these bigger guys, and he might not be able to compete with today's multifaceted warriors in the UFC. But talk to us about the start. How did you get this, how did you get this concept to start this UFC thing? Well, I think after my experience on the beach with the wrestler, mm-hmm. uh, the seed was planted. Now, when I'm in the Marine Corps years later, there was a constant subject of barracks discussions about whether or not Bruce Lee could beat Muhammad Ali. And some friends of mine were over in Bangkok on an R&R, and they saw an Indian wrestler go up against a Muay Thai fighter. So this seed had been germinating in my mind for a number of years. And later as a civilian, I'm working for an ad agency, and my boss says to me, our clients uh, need some new ideas. And it was, a, it was an importer of Mexican uh, beer. And uh, they wanted me to come up with something new. And what I came up with was world's best fighter, the idea of a tournament, 
an eight-man tournament, and that would go to pay-per-view. So um, this was something that, uh, you know, sports fans have been talking about for years, Pedro. All I was doing was figuring a way to package it and being able to take it forward as a franchise. Okay. Um, were you surprised that the UFC just evolved? And what it, it's a billion-dollar franchise now. Are you surprised it's, like, gone from what it was to what it is? Not at all. Way back in the day, I understood that other than soccer, the martial arts was the physical activity that young people all over the planet had a relationship to. Uh, no matter what country you were in, there was a martial art, whether it was Sambo in Russia or Judo in Japan or Penjak Salat in Indonesia. So knowing that uh, everyone enjoys a good fight, heck, it's in our DNA, I'm not surprised that the UFC has become as big as it, as it is. Uh, now, in the early days, though, in taking this idea forward, from when I first had in 89 to doing the first event in 93, it was a, a real dogfight to get people to say yes. Uh, I was turned down by HBO, Showtime, ESPN. The martial arts community uh, called it dirty fighting. They thought that it was a little too rough, a little too, um, a little too barbaric. Uh, everywhere I went, people said to me, why do you want to do this? This is only in the movies. In fact, a number of people I talked to probably thought I was casting for a movie. When we asked Chuck Norris to be the commentator at the first event, he said, is this legal? <laughs> and that's where the title of my book came from. R. Davies, the author, folks. The book is called Is This Legal? The Inside Story of the First UFC from the Man Who Created, of course, Big John McCarthy doing the forward. You and John go back a ways, huh? We go all the way back to actually before UFC 1. Uh, John was a student at the academy, and I had become a student there. And um, we would sometimes take Hicks and Gracie's 6.30 in the morning class. And I got to tell you, there were a lot of police officers in that class. It was 90 minutes, and most of us were gone by 40 minutes. Most of us would, uh, would drop out. Uh, Big John, though, I think used to hang in there right till the end. You know, I, I, you, you brought, brought me back in time there. I remember I took a... Uh... I, I was boxing in, in South San Francisco at a gym, and I had just done my jumping jacks and my uh, my road work and this kind of stuff. I mean, I was just done. And these girls challenged me to get on a, a bicycle and, and you know and cycle with them. Right? I, it was like a twenty five minute course. I lasted fifteen before I fell off the bike. And it was, <laughs> it, when, when it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Art Davies, our guest, folks. The book is called "Is This Legal?" Now, Hoist Gracie's a a big part of the book. Of course, a big part of the USC legacy, the history. Of course, the family. Did they create the USC with this style of fighting? Was it there for was it their initial idea and you just packaged it or what? Not at all. In fact, when you get into the book at all, you'll see that uh, uh, the chapter four, the Gracie Challenge, that I didn't want to do the Gracie Challenge. And the reason being is that anytime, Pedro, you got two martial artists together from different styles and tried to get them into a match, it fell apart. And there was a simple reason for it. They'd argue about the money. And they'd argue about the rules. Yeah. You could, it was like getting two pit bulls to argue about how a stake was going to be divided. So I wanted to do the world's best fighter, which was going to be a tournament with eight different men from different martial arts, including boxing and sumo. And I saw it on pay-per-view. So I wanted to incorporate the fact that the Gracies were willing, among all martial artists that I had met, to get down 
and get us, you know, be willing to compete with other martial artists. You know, back in the day, there were an awful lot of people who turned me down. Dennis Alexio, the great kickboxer, mm -hmm. who was the brother of Jean-Claude Van Damme and the movie kickboxer, he turned me down. Benny Urquidez, the Jet himself, said no. Heck, and we, we had a dream list that included Mitch Blood Green and the famous Russian Greco-Roman wrestler Alexander Karelian. I, I got turned down by 38 different organizations. Pedro, that's why I dedicated the book, Is This Legal?, to the 10 fighters who came to UFC 1 and put it on the line. Those guys were brave. They had guts. They were like X-15 pilots flying off into the wild blue yonder without a parachute. Okay, name, name the honored 10 for us. Is this legal? Go ahead. Hoist Gracie, Ken Shamrock, Zane Fraser, Kevin Rozier, Art Jimerson, Gerard Gordeaux, Taylor Tooley, uh, the alternates, Jason DeLucia and Trent Jenkins. Uh, what an incredible group of guys. Uh, you got to give guys like that credit because back in the day, like I say, a lot of people were telling me uh, we wouldn't do this. You know, um, takes a brave man to step up and put his art on the line. Ken Shamrock was scary. I mean, that guy was, was it Don Fry that he locked in the, uh, the ankle lock or something like that over there in Japan in that pride fight and broke his leg in four spots and Fry wouldn't give up? That's true. Oh, um, Lord. You know, Ken, Ken, Ken came right from Japan for the first UFC. He arrived on Tuesday, fight week. He had just completed a bout at Pancrase in Tokyo. And I think he was a little um, uh, unprepared to do this event. We kept talking on the phone. He said, this is real, right? I said, Ken, there are no <laughs> rules. He was used to doing, you know, some work works. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, also the other one I forgot to mention, of course, and uh, is Pat Smith as one of the ten. And, of course, Ken was the, the athlete who put him into an ankle lock and made him say uncle in the first UFC. Uh, you know, the fascinating thing about the show was that these guys didn't know what they were facing because nobody had ever done this before. Heck, when I went to the insurance broker, <laughs> Gagliardi and Associates. Yeah, I, Joe Gallardi was my godfather. You, is that right? Yeah, I mean, oh, as, I far as, ra as far as radio is concerned, he gave me four grand to start the show back in the, uh, the uh, late 1980s. I did not know that. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. And as you know, his agency is one of the key brokers, maybe the key broker, in uh, in providing coverage for uh, boxing events and, and martial arts events. When we called his people up, they were they didn't know how to evaluate this. And finally, <laughs> one of the somebody said to me, "Well, can we put this down as full contact?" I said, "Oh yeah." I said, "Yes, it's full contact. That's got to be the understatement of the decade." All right, Dave, you talk about his time with Joe Gallardi. Joe Gallardi, the godfather. That's why I used to call him the godfather, of course, of closed-circuit television back in the day. He had all these closed-circuit entities, these uh, locations all across the country. I mean, if you wanted to do closed-circuit for some of these big fights, you had to go through Joe yeah. Gallardi. In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. The last fight that was on closed-circuit TV was June of 1996 as far as boxing was concerned, and that was Oscar De La Hoya mm -hmm. and Julio Cesar Chavez. And I want to say this, Joe Gallardi, thanks for the twenty grand they made that night. He he gave <laughs> yeah he gave me my own turf and he and he told and he 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 etched this map out uh, art where I, people couldn't do uh, any closed circuit or anything like that and bar pay per view nothing like that within wow. ten miles of me in all directions. It was fantastic. I sold my arena out. I had four different screens, wow. three in Spanish, one in English. I mean, we rocked that night. Wow. But thank you, Joe Gallardi, twenty grand one night. <laughs> That was my introduction <laughs> to the big time. Very cool. 
All right, Davey, is this legal? That's the name of the book. We'll have him almost until the top of the hour. Of course, lots of stuff to talk about with this uh, man who's got an interesting background, no question about that. Originally in the ad business. Well, now, good Lord, he's like, he's got history. By, by He's got history. He's all about history. He is the USC, the man that started it all. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. We talked about Hoist Gracie and him. He had a nervous breakdown before that. Before the finale in the in the Turf's tournament or what? You know, uh, Pedro, that's not a widely known story, and I recount it um, in uh, in uh, chapter eleven of the book, the first UFC. Uh, he was um, he had been isolated and been in training all week long with the Brazilians, headed up by his brother, the family champion Hickson Gracie. In fact, I have not been permitted to see Hoyce all week long, and even the night of the show in the dressing room, there was a phalanx of Brazilians guarding him like he was the Pope, and they wouldn't even let me in the uh, wouldn't even let me in the room. Now, the story was is that at the dress rehearsal earlier that day on Friday, November twelfth. We had had all the fighters come through and do a walkthrough from the dressing area out to the octagon. And Hoist and his, uh, his posse were the last group through. And uh, Todd Hester, the editor and publisher of Gladiator Magazine, recounted this to me, that he saw Hoist and Hickson in the octagon. They were kneeling and facing each other. And Hoist, apparently, the pressure, the enormous pressure that was on him, remember, to defend and represent the family's art, Perhaps it finally gotten to him, and Todd said that he was he was gently sobbing, and Hickson was was holding him, uh, cradling him, supporting him. I did not get a chance to witness this, but I trust Todd Hester's uh, uh, his veracity in in observing this, and I don't doubt that that was the case because, in all fairness, Hickson was the family champion. Hoist was the kid, the baby of the family. He was the one who babysat Horion's children. Wow. Our Davies, our guest, the inside look into the world, the UFC, folks, the, the pioneer, the man that started off, of course, Hoist Gracie, going on to, uh, to UFC fame. And we'll talk with Mr. Davey as to whether he thinks Hoist Gracie would be competitive in today's world. Of course, today's world now, guys are doing a whole lot of things, and they're doing all these different things. They're combining all these different aspects of combat sports into, into their fight game. Boxing 101, of course, Chris Weidman, the world middleweight champion, he's got boxing 101 now. He's learned how to box. He was a wrestler with a wrestling base. He's got some jujitsu behind him. I mean, all these guys are learning all these different facets. But could Hoist Gracie compete in 2014? That's the question I've got for Art Davey, the author of Is This Legal? The Inside Story of the First UFC from the Man Who Created It All. Of course, the forward by Big John McCarthy. Big John McCarthy, if he isn't anything, he's honest. Straight up honest and blunt. Check it out. He writes a forward for this great book, Is This Legal? More with Art Davey on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the iHeart Radio Network, and the American Forces Network right after this. Really not.
looking for a new way to play fantasy sports? Join Streak today. It's the easier, better fantasy site with no salary cap. Just pick three players in each of the three selected categories. The higher your goal is for the players, the more points you can win. Compete against your friends and others for real cash. This is totally legal and is based in the United States. Just register at Scorestreak.com. Draft any athletes for your categories and go for a perfect score. No salary caps, no headaches, no problem. Go to Scorestreak.com to learn more and win big. We all know health care has changed drastically. It's quite the puzzle to sort through your options and find a health insurance plan that's affordable and maximizes your benefits. And you're now required by law to have health insurance or you may pay a tax penalty. So let the Health Markets Insurance Agency help you. They offer plans from over 120 different companies and can even help you obtain government subsidies. Let them do all the research for you and show you how affordable health insurance can be. A service that's at no extra cost to you. Call now and learn your options to find affordable health insurance. 800-614-1242-800-614-1242-800-614-1242. Health Markets Insurance Agency is a DBA or assumed name of Insphere Insurance Solutions, Inc., which is a licensed insurance agency in all 50 states and D.C. Not all agents are licensed to sell all products. Service availability varies by state. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall & Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt, and Wall & Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall & Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall & Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800 800- 480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Looking to get away this summer? Visit the sun-soaked Bayside town of Tiburon, located just minutes from San Francisco. The lodge at Tiburon is steps from the ferry dock and nestled among Tiburon's upscale boutiques, charming cafes, and unique galleries. Dine at award-winning Tiburon Tavern, serving innovative dishes prepared with ingredients grown in our very own garden. Summer rates from $199 a night. Join us at the Lodge at Tiburon and create long-lasting memories. For reservations, call 1-877-614-6068 or go to lodgeattiburon.com. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and he scores his third win. And Randleman is forced to say good night, Gracie. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. How cheesy that is. If you didn't know anything about television history, George Burns and Gracie Allen, you wouldn't know what that meant. Good night, Gracie. They were like on the TV, like on TV, like in the forties. Try not to show my age here. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of mixed martial arts. You know, when I my current guest is Art Davey, and he's got this book out called, of course, The 
is this legal, the inside story of the first UFC. But as I look at his picture of him here on the uh, the Internet, he's sort of a cross between Lee Marvin and George Clooney, which is nothing bad, folks. I'm going to kid you not, but nothing bad. But he tells it like it is. He's a man that started the UFC back in the day, of course, 1993. I'm reading from the uh, press release here. Is this legal, the inside story of the first UFC from the man who created it? Of course, in November 12th, 1993. Now, 90 minutes before the show was supposed to go on the air, you still hadn't signed the contract? You know, Pedro, like I said, it was a, it was a, a, a dogfight inside and outside the octagon. <laughs> the, the night before in the fighters' meeting, Horian and Gracie and I really lost control of that meeting, and it might have degenerated into a brawl, except for when Kayla Tooley, the sumo wrestler, finally signed the release, slammed it down on the table and said, hey, I'll be there tomorrow night to party. That's what I came here for. I'll see all you guys there. And then the next day, we still didn't have a signed agreement with our TV partner. And I had figured out that if we didn't sign that agreement, we couldn't do the broadcast that night. I was still pushing and angling for them to pay for the purses starting in the second show. I knew we were coming back. This was a franchise. And we, we paid for the purse, Horian and I, in the first show. So 90 minutes before the show, Pedro, we're still wrestling. We got the attorneys on the phone, and we're still going to the mat. And at the last minute, Bob Myrowitz from Semaphore Entertainment blinked, and he said, all right, you got what you want. Let's go, let, let's go get this show and do it. So that's how it happened. But, boy, it was a dogfight right till the very end. Okay, were you competing at all with, that, with Art Door and his tough man competition? Were there ever a, competi- were there ever, were there ever a competition to that? No, they, they were no more of a, of a direct competitor to us than a than a house cat is to a leopard. I mean, you know, that that, that was a that was kind of a made for TV event. Uh, it, it came and went, and obviously after 21 years, and you see MMA all the way from Norway to Thailand, from Shanghai to you know to Buenos Aires, MMA is the real deal. You know, speaking of the real deal, we're talking with Art Davy, folks. The book is called. Is this legal? Ascend Books just released it as of July the 1st. We've got them on less than a week after the book is released. And we want to thank you for your time here on this very, this, uh, this, this, this Sunday. I know you've got other things to do, but R. Davies, a guest, is this legal? Um, you know, the Pride Fighting Championships, I really like that 10-minute opening round. Being a former fighter myself, I sort of thought that was in Tesla Fortitude at its best. That was really the test of a guy, a 10-minute opening round. But in your initial tournaments, there was no time limit. That's correct. Uh, what we had was, um, you know, uh, five-minute rounds, and they were unlimited. It was going to go until there was a, a, a knockout or a submission. So, you know, the, the, there really were no rules for the first event. There was no biting, no eye gouging. And, uh, you know, the, the sport, though, evolved immediately. Right after UFC won, the guys themselves started to cross-train. I remember between three and four. Kimo Leopoldo showed up over at the Gracie Academy asking Horian Gracie if he can study jiu-jitsu. And before you know it, I was bringing in guys like Randy Couture, uh, who were, were cross-training. Um, this sport evolved right from the very beginning, Pedro. Also, the rules evolved. You know, by UFC 5, we were adding time limits. We were adding judging. We were adding gloves, uh, weight classes. The sport and the athletes continue to evolve, and that's been the success of mixed martial arts has been the organic evolution and then the tremendous support of the fans. Because when the media and the politicians got together and were trying to put the kibosh on MMA and the UFC, trying to ban it, it was the fans 
who in the early bulletin board days and later in the Internet said, just like instead of saying, I want my MTV, they said, I want my MMA. And, you know, they're the ones who kept it really going. Art Davies on the line, folks. I think he's calling us from Sin City, Las Vegas. Are you down there for the Fan Expo? Actually, I've got a ranch out here just about 50 miles outside of Vegas, and I've been at the International Fight Week and the UFC Fan Expo all week. Pedro, it's been really exciting over there, and uh, uh, this has been an incredible week for me and I think for the fans, absolutely. Okay, let's get a little more direct here with this quest- with these questioning, folks. We'll get a little serious here. Now, Art Davies, our guest, i got to pose you this question. Is... Is Zufa Sports, Zufa Sports having basically bought everybody else out, all the major competitors out, World Extreme Cage Fighting, Strike Forces, and that, they've become a, a monopoly. Is that good for MMA? Well, you know, I think that, uh, you know, anything that you look at as a development has pluses and minuses to it. And I think the plus in terms of Zufa coming in in 2001, uh, getting the, uh, the reality show on Spike, in 2005, is they've helped to bring MMA to the mainstream. Uh, they've really pushed this sport forward in a way that has gained a great deal of mainstream and establishment acceptance. On the other hand, I hear from some of the fans at the Expo this weekend that, you know, uh, you know is there too much domination by one, by one brand? Okay. And in all fairness, uh, that may be still to be determined because Bellator... Uh, has Viacom as an investor, and they're on spike. And now by bringing Scott Coker on board, uh, it looks like Bellator is poised to uh, give the UFC more competition. Look, the truth of the matter is, is that over the next 10 or 20 years, we're going to be amazed to see the promoters and the fighters that emerge. This, this sport is only beginning. Can you imagine what the champions from tw- 20 years from now are going to be like? And who knows who might be the number one brand. When I was a young man coming up, IBM, with their mainframe and with their personal computers, was a dominant brand. And that changed. Yep. You know? And, and now you've got Apple as being one of the biggest corporations on planet Earth. Things change all the time. But MMA will, will be here forever. The book is called Is This Legal? It's available right now at Amazon.com or AscendBooks.com. That's A-S-C-E-N-D. B-O-O-K-S dot com, just how it sounds, ascendbooks.com or amazon.com. Now, I, I'd be excited. Is this, your, is this your first book? This is my first book, yes. I mean, so how much, how, how much prep went into this, or was this off, off out of memory? Well, you know, uh, uh, a number of fans have said to me, all right, you must have had great notes. And Campbell McLaren, my old point man from SEG, uh, called me recently, and we had a long talk, and he said, Art, he said, you remember more from 20 years ago than I remember from two years ago. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is also that I, I saved all the paperwork, all the faxes, all the contracts. And as, as a guy from the ad business, anytime I used to meet with a client, I'd make notes. So I've got great records from those days. So three years ago, uh, Sean... Wheelock, the play-by-play commentator for Bellator, called me up and said, Art, I'm a big fan. I'd never met him before. He said, you and I got to do a book together. And Sean kept pushing on me and pushing on me. And he kept saying, we got to talk to this agent with that publisher. Before you know it, we wound up with a deal. And Sean did uh, help me with a great amount of research on the book. When I would come up with a particular statement or quote and saying that, you know, Horian Gracie had met, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, Gene LaBelle on a Heart to Heart episode. What year was that? It'd be Sean that would nail that down. He also was a great editor. So this was a wonderful process. I really began writing the book hard last November and completed it in April. And I got to tell you, it was one of the funnest experiences of my life. True story. The book is called Is This Legal? The True Story, of course, of the first UFC. Speaking of the first UFC, we're with Art Davey. He is the author extraordinaire, the man, of course, that brought us the UFC in its conception back in 1993. Um, could Horace Gracie compete at his weight class in today's UFC world? You know, that's a, you, you brought that up before, and I'm glad you did. You know, in all fairness, the sport has continued to evolve. And you look at the athletes today. I, I, when every time I go to a show, I was at an amateur show Thursday night, tough enough, over at the Texas station here in Sin City. And i got to tell you, you look at the amateurs today, they look like the pros of five to seven years ago. Mm -hmm. So I think to answer your question, uh, I think uh, Hoist today would have a hard time. And you remember when he finally came back to the Octagon after 11 years and got in there with Matt Hughes, quite frankly, you could see that the sport had evolved, and in a sense, perhaps Hoist's game had not. Who do you think the best fighter in the world is as far as the world of the USC alone is concerned? Who do you think is the best? Well, right now, you know, I'm a big fan of John Jones and Ronda Rousey. Uh, you know, these, these two, I think, typify what men and women in the sport are supposed to be about, the kind of skills they bring, the kind of dedication they bring, the kind of commitment. And uh, as I said, um, uh, who knows what we're going to be looking at in 20 years because, you know, at one time, I heard that Major League Baseball sent a team over to China, and they found 40 guys who could throw a fastball faster than 90 miles an hour. So can you imagine what, it, what we'll find in places like China or India or Sandusky, Ohio or Brooklyn, you know, in the next 20 years? I think it's going to be extraordinary who will be coming up and coming on. Okay. Now, you were with the early part of the USC. I'm sure you saw some guys you thought were on banned substances or, or, or prohibited steroids, things like that, right? Didn't you see some of that, I mean, to your naked eye? Well, you know, there's no doubt about it that early on it wasn't just the uh, the bodybuilders who were using the uh, vitamin S, as Horian Gracie used to call it back in the day. And um, early on I was proud of the fact that I did AIDS testing in the first UFC when a lot of boxing promoters weren't. Mm-hmm. And later on we had hepatitis B and C. But we never got in. In uh, the, uh, all the five years that I was involved in being the booker and the matchmaker in testing for uh, steroids, um, it's gotten a lot more sophisticated today. It's a real problem in, in the industry, in the sport. And uh, back in the day, to answer your question, I think not only steroids, but human growth hormone was being used and taken. Well, this is what, this is what Dana White had to say about legalized steroids. and talking about testosterone replacement therapy. When you really break it down and you look at it, it's science. You know, as, as you get older, your testosterone starts to get lower. Science has figured out a way to get it back up to even. But in like all things, when money is involved, people will find ways to cheat. And even though this thing is legal, people have figured out how to cheat on it. So it has to go away. What it is is it ruins good fighters. Once you get on this stuff or any type of steroid you can't get off it. You have to continue to use it because once you start using it, your body stops producing it like it did before. So it's it's definitely not good for you. It's meant for 45, 50-year-old men. That's what it's meant for. It's not meant for young, well-conditioned athletes. Dana White on testosterone replacement therapy, which for years I call legalized cheating. What's your, what's your, what's your stance on that, R. Davey? Should, uh, should, should testosterone replacement therapy be part, be part of combat sports? 
You know, I, I, I align myself with Dana on that issue. I think he's right on uh, in terms of how he's seeing it. Uh, it, it, is, it does constitute a form of cheating. And I think even, uh, even in the bigger picture that we have to be and remain aware of is that this is not good for the athlete. And it, I, I've noticed in my experience that there's uh, a development of the muscle and tendon, but there tends to be uh, a brittleness when it comes to bones. I used to see more uh, injuries along those lines. Um, and once your body starts accepting this, it doesn't produce it as much. It's really a bad, it's really bad mojo. It's really bad mojo. Dana's right about that. And yet, if there's money involved and if a guy thinks that it'll give him a 5% edge, he's going to take it. The and, man, uh, that, that is the problem. The man started a billion-dollar industry. I'm talking about the USC. His name is Art Davey. The book is out. Art Davey and Sean Wheeler combining for this fantastic book. Is this legal? The inside story of the first USC. It's an Amazon.com, of course, ascendbooks.com. Straight up, it's a fantastic book. Mr. Davey, I thank you so much for your time, sir. You've been a great, great experience for me. Hey, Joe, it's a pleasure. And I got to tell you something. Uh, fans out there, if you really want to know how the, the sport began, this is a good way to get a handle on the sport that you love. And uh, like I said, it's available at, at uh, both Amazon.com and AscendBooks.com. Really appreciate your time today, Pedro. The great R. Davey, the creator of the UFC, live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the iHeartRadio Network, and the American Forces Network. Attention catheter users. Stop reusing dirty catheters. Catheters are now disposable. Recent changes in Medicare now allow patients up to 200 disposable catheters a month. All at little or no cost to you. We bill Medicare. Put an end to the mess and risk of infection by using old catheters. Just use a catheter once and throw it away. Eliminate trips to the pharmacy and insurance paperwork. Shipping is free. Receive a free catheter sample by calling and joining Medical Direct Club right now. Call 1-800-399-9018 to receive your free catheter sample discreetly delivered right to your door. That's 1-800-399-9018. 1-800-399-9018. Call 1-800-399-9018 today. Deductibles and copay supply. Free catheter samples require qualified membership. Sample will arrive with 90-day order. Attention, if you've had hip replacement surgery and suffered any complications, you need to listen to this important legal alert. Major manufacturers have made billions of dollars available to award legal claims for defective hip implants. Thousands of these defective hip implants have been recalled by various manufacturers. If you've had hip surgery and suffered complications, you may be entitled to receive significant compensation to help you deal with your complications. You may be eligible to receive money to help with medical expenses, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Protect yourself by hiring an experienced trial attorney. Our partner law firms are experts in hip replacement surgery lawsuits. Find out now if you're eligible to receive any of the $2.5 billion hip settlement fund. Call now for free information. 800-296-1360. 800-296-1360. 800-296-1360. That's 800-296-1360.
Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. The late Biggie Smalls. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside look into the world of mixed martial arts live on the iHeartRadio Network. Don't forget, folks, go to iHeartRadio.com, download the iHeartRadio app, and take Ring Talk anywhere you go on your tablet, your phone. We got it going on 24 7. Combined with the iHeartRadio Network, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time Live. Of course, you can't catch us live. You catch us on iHeartRadio Network Monday mornings. These shows are posted all three hours of Saturday. One hour show, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. We combine both boxing and mixed martial arts. And then, of course, we go on Sunday with the two hour show. The first hour on boxing, second hour on Mixed martial arts. Straight up, right now we're going to go through the champions once again because somebody said I gaffed yesterday and I don't think I did. But at 125 pounds, Demetrius Johnson, the world flyweight champion, of course, defending that title August the 30th underneath T.J. Dillashaw and Renan Barea. 135 pounds, the aforementioned T.J. Dillashaw is a champion. 145 pounds, Jose Aldo of Brazil. 155 pounds, Anthony Pettis uh, of America. 170 pounds, Johnny Hendricks of America. 185 pounds, uh, the U.S. citizen. I'm talking about Chris Weidman, the All-American, undefeated. What a fighter. 205 pounds, the world light heavyweight champion, John Jones, Atlanta GA. And, of course, the heavyweight champion, Cain Velasquez. A game dominated by Americans but created by Brazilians. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside look into the world of mixed martial arts. Don't forget, Saturday and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. So next time, keep your hands up, keep your chin down. Most importantly, download that iHeartRadio app and take Ring Talk anywhere you go. Until next time, much peace, much respect. My buddy Lenny Williams says it is so very hard to go. <laughs> <laughs> 